time to make the crunch time plays. Now your host, Bennett Gainey. Bennett Gainey. The crunch, crunch, crunch time plays. I'm Jordan Black, and you're watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Howdy, my name is Jennifer Streeter, covering all things Texas A&M athletics and recruiting, and you're watching Crunch Time Plays. Jaden Bradford here, four-star quarterback, class of 2024, and uh, you're watching and listening to the Crunch Time Plays. Hey, it's Jim Dunaway from the next round, and when it comes down to the final ticks on the clock, I always look for Crunch Time Plays. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Crunch Time Plays. It's time to, to make the Crunch Time Plays, as Shane Beamer in South Carolina have done uh, for the past year since he's been on the job with Carolina football. And, and it's been, just been awesome to see what he's been able to do. Just obviously has Spencer Rattler and Austin Stodner in the folds, has tremendous success in the transfer portal. So a lot of Crunch Time Plays being made uh, in Columbia, South Carolina right now. And, and Kendall Smith joins us now from, from Gamecock Central now part of own three sports she does an incredible job over there to talk about it all and kendall hope you're doing well and thanks so much for taking the time well bennett thank you so much for having me on the show i'm doing great i hope that you're doing well too i loved that intro that got me hype i have to say like i was sitting here jamming out to the music loved it it was great so i'm so excited to be on the show with you today and thank you for having me oh you're welcome and and you know we were talking about it before we came on about recruiting and that's kind of what I wanted to start off with. I know you had a Jessica Jackson on Gamecock Central doing your doing your interviews uh, that you do over there, doing an amazing job with that. But you no, know, a lot of people, you know, in terms of, of recruiting and what how big of a how big of a village it takes really I know Jessica Jackson is, is a huge part of it of being the director of, of on campus recruiting and like y'all were talking about in, in your interview, it's not all enough. You know, I would personally love to for her to, you know, make me a re- make us a reservation at Hall's Chop House or different <laughs> things like that. But but it's also so informative just to hear the behind the scenes look of, of what it how much of a village it truly takes to make those visits happen. Not only have the coaches, but the nutritionists, the strength staff, the recruiting staff, player personnel, so many different things that that go into these visits. So, you know, what did you specifically learn from from that conversation? All of us learned a, a great deal, but but just how much how much it takes to to put off of that kind of visit, and and from the feedback that I know you guys get over at Gamecock Central, what I get from from recruits, it's certainly so many positive things going on right now with with the culture that Coach Beamer is trying to instill over there, that family atmosphere, and it seems to resonate with with a lot of the recruits. I know we're in the NIL, the transfer portal stage, but but just the just the genuineness and the openness that Coach Beamer and his staff uh, put off on those visits and and all the support staff as well, like Jessica, it just goes to show you that that message still resonates with recruits, even though we're in this you know new era with NIL and all that. Yeah, I mean, I think I learned Bennett from that conversation that Jessica Jackson is like a superhero. When she was going through everything that she does for Gamecock football, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, well, I'm pretty busy. I have a couple jobs and I go to school full time. And then I hear what she has to say. And she tells me about her daily schedule. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, how does this woman have time to sleep, especially when official visits are coming up, when junior days are coming up? She is literally planning 
everything from the start of the day to the end of the day for all of the recruits. And like you said, they get to go to Hall's Chop House sometimes with the recruits. But I know the recruits also make lists of things that they really, really like. And Jessica will go out to the Publix with her team, her assistant Jasmine, and they'll get all of the stuff that the players like, the candy, the food, whatever it might be. So she's constantly doing stuff to make sure everything goes so smoothly when the players come. I mean, for her, it's like getting everything ready weeks and weeks in advance. And then the players come and Coach Beamer and the whole staff and everybody is there to welcome them and to greet them. But it wouldn't be the experience that it is for these players without Jessica. And I think that kind of speaks to why things have been going so well for South Carolina in terms of recruiting, not only with the transfer portal, but also with recruiting high school athletes. You've got a great staff with people like Jessica Jackson, Taylor Edwards, who's in charge of player personnel, who make sure things go super smooth. And then you've got a great coaching staff and Coach Beamer and all of his assistants that really show that love, that genuineness, those great qualities that I think really resonate with the players because they want to play for coaches that they feel like are for real and are genuine. And I think that really is voting well for Coach Beamer so far in his first year. So it certainly is an exciting time for Gamecock football fans, an exciting time for Gamecock football. And I just, I've been on the beat now, I think for six months full time doing stuff for Gamecock Central. And it has been a whirlwind so far, but a ton of fun. No doubt. And and what couple, just wanted to hit on a couple of the, the guys that, that just signed in the actual recruiting class before we get to the, to the transfers because obviously there's some tremendous amount of talent to talk about there. But but two two guys I know you've had the, a great opportunity to to speak with that and that I have as well. Just the just the the explosiveness that they play with. They see they are great people as well. And that's, that's Stone Blanton on the defensive side and Ryan Blue Ryan Brubaker on the offensive side. Those are kind of my two favorite in terms of of high school recruits that, that South Carolina was able to sign, obviously going into Mississippi and pulling Stone Blanton, which happens very rarely. It just, just for him, it just just talking to him, it's you got the feeling that that Carolina was high on his list just because he kept coming back and coming back unofficially. I know Coach Beamer talked about that a lot uh, whenever he had his signing day press conference. Just, but and then for Ryan Brubaker and and Keenan Nelson, those guys in the in the Northeast, it just speaks to to what Pete Limbo was able to do. Uh, up there so so much so much obviously in north carolina which i know you're from mac brown's kind of locked down the state there but in terms of of recruiting south carolina's had to find ways to to get prospects from other states and and they've certainly been able to do that in this class and can certainly open up some some inroads there uh, in the you know in the classes to come in the future yeah absolutely i mean you talked about those two players right there in this 2022 signing class in Stone Blanton and then Ryan Brubaker, who I had the opportunity to talk to. I've also talked to in-state talent, Nick eamon Worry, Braden Davis, who's a quarterback now enrollee for the class of 2022. He's here in Columbia, South Carolina. And I think a common theme that I've seen with all of these players that I've had the chance to talk to is just how excited they are to come to South Carolina. They're so excited about the opportunity. They're so excited about the future and each one of them wants to make an impact on this program from the moment they step onto campus. So I think it's a great overall energy. It's a great overall vibe from this 2022 class. And you mentioned Stone specifically there. He's the most recent signee that I've had the opportunity to talk to. And he's so unique because he plays both football 
and baseball. So to be able to come to a premier school like South Carolina in the SEC and play two sports, I think Gamecock fans should be super, super excited about him because he is such a natural athlete. Ryan Brubaker, same thing. I mean, he's a swimmer. Like, what the heck? He's 6'6". He's a swimmer. That is unbelievable. He's an offensive lineman, too. So I think that's great, too. We've got a ton of players, actually, in this class who played multiple sports in high school. And I don't think people necessarily talk about that all of the time. But it is such an asset to these players because they cross-train. They've played other sports. They have other qualities about their athleticism that I think show from the other sports besides football that they played. So this class is really, really exciting. The 2022 class specifically has just, like I said, shown so much excitement and just so much path to come to South Carolina. And I think that's really going to show on the field. I think there will be several players in their freshman season when they come to South Carolina who will make an impact. It's amazing. Ryan Brubaker is, is listed at 6'6", 280, but yet he swims so fast. And it's hard to imagine a guy that that huge has that type of athleticism, but he's certainly a guy that has all those tools. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was talking to him and I'm like, you're 6'6", I'm 5'2", and I am not a good swimmer. So I'm very jealous of multiple things. I'm jealous of the fact that he's a good swimmer, and I'm jealous of the fact that he's super tall. So he was a great interviewee, though. Very fun to talk to. It was funny whenever I had Wes on back in back in the summer when whenever Ryan Brubaker had committed to, to Carolina I was thinking that in terms of if you wanted to set up an NIL deal for Ryan Brubaker, you should go to the coffee shops around Columbia because not only could he brew you a good coffee, he can bake you some of those baked goods that we see uh, in coffee shops around. So def yeah. definitely in terms of, of an NIL deal, that's something that, that we definitely need to uh, definitely need to, to be a part of uh, for Ryan Brubaker's sake. Yes, the brew for brewing coffee and then the baker. Like I see what you did there, brew baker. We were talking about his weird food combinations when I talked to him, and he said that he likes hot sauce, a lot of things, which I didn't know how I felt about that because I'm not a big spicy food fan in general. But I think Wes and I are going to be doing a show here soon on Gamecock Central where we try all of these food combinations. So I will be trying all of the very bizarre things that the 2022 signees and commits and recruits say that they like. So what what is the one that you're – I know you you've gotten a lot of weird ones on on your on the interviews that you've done, but but tell me what's your what's what's the food combination that you're the most most looking forward to trying and the one you're least looking forward to? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I haven't really thought about it too much, but now that you mention it, I think the one that I'm most excited for, it's not actually even from a recruit. I asked Jess Jackson what her weird food combination was. And she said cereal with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top. And I think that sounds kind of good. Like if you had maybe some cinnamon toast crunch or like a really sugary cereal with a scoop of vanilla ice cream on the top, I'm actually really excited about trying that one. The one that I'm least excited about, I think I'm going to have to go with the quesadillas and ketchup from Braden Davis. That was the very first one. And I just, I don't know how I feel about the combination. I'm not a big cheese person in general. Like I'll eat it and it's fine, but I don't love it. So I think the combination of those two together, I'm kind of scared about, but we'll see. I mean, I have to try it. Absolutely. But I don't know if I'm going to love it. 
Yeah, that would that would probably be mine. That would probably be the exact two of mine as well. I really forgot about the one that Jessica Jackson said, but now that you mention it, that's definitely that's definitely probably the the one that I'd be looking the most forward to. Yeah. Also, yes, anything with ice cream, anything with sugar. I have a big sweet tooth, and I really like vanilla ice cream too. So I'm like, you know what? That sounds great. I didn't even think about it until she said it, and then she said it, and I'm like. That actually is genius. So I'm excited. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And and onto the portal now for, for Carolina. Obviously, Spencer Rattler and Austin Sider are the two two headliners uh, in the portal that the coach Beamer and staff were able to land there. But it also brings up an interesting point, and it's kind of a blueprint, so to say, that that I've kind of come up with of teams that that don't recruit in the top five nationally. I kind of throw in, especially in this cycle, you can throw South Carolina, Arkansas, and Ole Miss into this kind of category. Teams that don't recruit top five at a national level, but teams that, that we're not necessarily going to win a lot of the battles with, you know, Alabama in, in traditional high school recruiting. But what you can do and what Spencer Rattler, Austin Steiner, and all the other transfers can prove is if you can become a transfer portal destination for a lot of top talent and what coach Beamer and coach Pittman at Arkansas coach Kiffin are doing right now that I'm truly a fan of is they're able to take to, to you know become one of those transfer portal destinations and you see these transfers they have a lot of success and it only is going to lead to to more and more transfers through the years that that the Gamecocks are able to get, but it also feels of a feels a lot of vacant immediate needs. Like Devonnie Reed, for example, he could come in and and fill the the Jalen Foster uh, void that that was left. He could be the next uh, All American safety in South Carolina with with Clayton White and Torian Gray developing them. So, it, what the transfer portal is able to do for for South Carolina is it gives you a lot of these immediate needs a field mm -hmm. while you're still bringing on these the traditional high school recruiting players so they don't have the pressure to to play as freshmen right away yeah i mean i think you're absolutely right and something interesting about the transfer portal is that you know unlike high school athletes that a lot of these athletes have gone from high school to college and they've performed at the college level so i think that there's a little bit more security in that especially with coach beamer and his staff recruiting these players they're like okay you know we're recruiting guys from wake forest or columbia or georgia or wherever it might be and we've seen them perform at the top level in college athletics so them coming to south carolina now i think there's even that confidence that hey they can perform here too most likely as long as we continue to develop them coach them well etc cetera, etc cetera. so i think that's another thing about the transfer portal it just adds that extra kind of sense of security now that's not to say you know some of these transfers might not come in and just not be great because that could absolutely happen when you're with a new team and new coaches you never know how everybody is going to fare but you've seen players, obviously, like Spencer Rattler, perform very, very well at the college level. So there's that compared to high school players who sometimes have a harder time adjusting when it comes to coming to college. But it's certainly been crazy covering all of it, especially like a few weeks ago when there were just transfers and transfers and transfers committing to South Carolina. I remember the night that Spencer Rattler committed to South Carolina. I was like tapped out for the night. I just finished a long day of 
working and doing stuff for Gamecock Central. I'm laying in my bed, I'm relaxing. And all of a sudden I get this text that Spencer Rattler is committing to South Carolina. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this night is about to get crazy. So I ended up staying up to like two in the morning that day. Um, but it has been a lot of fun to cover. And I think from a reporter's perspective, it makes the off season a lot more interesting, right? Like in previous off seasons, maybe you're trying to find certain things to report on, working on longer form stories, et cetera. But when you've got the transfer portal and then you've got all these junior days and visits and the recruiting, it's like, everything our recruiting rundown shows on gamecock central have been getting a ton of traction a ton of views and i think that's just because people are so excited about the transfer portal and you can especially see it paying off in the sec i mean not only with coach beamer but also like you said with coach kiffin who's absolutely torn it up as well at Ole miss so it's an exciting time but yeah i think for the transfers coming to south carolina it is a good thing for gamecock fans to know hey they've played at the college level before we've seen them perform we've seen them compete and trusting in coach beamer that he wouldn't give them the opportunity to play here if he didn't feel confident in what they've already done at the highest level in college football no doubt. And and it's it's funny you mentioned that I guess it's because the transfer portal is is so new and, and so the, the the waters have not been fully uh, explored in, in the portal yet. But we still got a, a few case studies going on south and obviously in terms of these portal like destinations like Carolina, Arkansas and Ole Miss, they're kind of case studies right now. If they do end up having success, then that is could be the blueprint for those kind of programs going forward as long as we don't have you know the rules change and different things like that but but it, it's funny you mentioned the the traction that the transfer portal gets i guess it's just because of the newness and the and the unexplored uh, waters of it it definitely seems like that a lot of people are interested about it and that's one of the and one of the major talking points especially in the last few weeks yeah, and I do think it's a great thing for Coach Beamer because, like you said, it is hard to come in as a first-year head coach and compete against Alabama and Georgia and all of the other top-tier SEC teams for these high school five-star, four-star commits to come play for South Carolina. So this might be an opportunity for Coach Beamer to springboard South Carolina into that category with Georgia, with Alabama, with Ole Miss. So that way he can use the transfer portal to get all these great athletes who are coming in as sophomores, juniors, seniors, whatever it might be, create this program that's continuing to grow, continuing to build. And then once it gets to that point of maybe being somewhere near the level of an Alabama, you no longer just have to go to the transfer portal. You can also compete with those teams to get those high school five stars and four stars and consistently get them. And I think Coach Beamer is getting to the program, getting the program to the point where it really could be that way. Yeah, I, I believe I really believe so too because it's it's not only did and obviously if you're if you're looking at at Carolina from a from a thirty thousand foot soaring over Columbia standpoint, you see the success that that Coach Beamer had uh, in the first year, winning seven games. And obviously, if you're a little bit more in the weeds, you know about some of the struggles that that Carolina had uh, this year. But if you're just looking at it from a just from soaring over Columbia, South Carolina. At, at 30,000 feet, you see the success that he had with the seven wins, and that's only going to increase. Like with you know, Arkansas, for example, they are coming off a nine and four season, and already in the 2023 class, they're in the top five, even though you know, obviously there's a lot of a lot of recruits still out there for the 2023 class. Not many of them have committed yet, but but just from that standpoint, I'd be interested to see what 
Coach Beamer does with this 2023 class because South Carolina is obviously in it with a lot of a lot of upper tier guys in the state and out of the state uh, as well. So just the just the ripple effect of that seven win season plus the the transfer portal additions. If you go out and and win you know, nine ten games next year, then then you can really set yourself up for an incredible 2023 and 2024 class. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if South Carolina wins nine or 10 games next year in my senior year at South Carolina, I like two years ago, if you would have told me that I would have been like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like there is no way that's going to happen. And I don't know if they'll get to nine or 10 wins. I'm not making any predictions yet because we got to get through spring practice, got to see how that goes. But like we talked about before we clicked record, like you just never know. You never know until the season happens. So really anything can happen. And it's a very promising and bright time for South Carolina football. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. And then I'm not definitely not getting into any predictions right now either. But we'll say the we're, we're going to find out a lot about this team relatively early coming up next season with the week two trip to Fayetteville, speaking of Arkansas, and then you come back home week three and take on Georgia. So definitely going to definitely gonna know a whole lot about, about this team uh, really early uh, next season. It's going to be really exciting to see what, what the buzz is like coming out of spring and into the summer and into, into fall camp because you have an opportunity to, to certainly make your name for yourself uh, in the next three weeks of next season. Yeah, of course you do. And I think that uh, it's always that way, you know, in the SEC, but this year, especially for South Carolina, I think it's the first time in a long time that people are actually thinking, okay, like South Carolina could compete this year. I mean, even last year, people were not thinking that South Carolina was going to compete at the level that they did. They ended up winning seven games, a shock to most people. Many people had them winning like three, maybe four games at the start of the season. But this is the first time in a while that people are saying, hey, South Carolina, they have an opportunity to really compete in this conference. And a lot more eyes, a lot more media attention is going to be on South Carolina. So to see how they fare in a very difficult SEC conference, a very difficult schedule that they have coming up. It's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, it's it's really interesting, the, the transfers, as we kind of get away from from Rattler and, and Stodner. So many guys that, that we talk about filling boys. I mentioned Devonnie Reed earlier, but so many other guys can can step in and, and compete for time and, and fill the – the voids like Antoine Wells at, at wide receiver obviously had a great a career so far at, at James Madison. He's can step definitely can can upgrade the the wide receiver room tremendously. Uh, in Carolina with Josh Van coming back and and Justin Stepp did has done such an incredible job of you know just developing the receivers in in year one. It's it's going to be exciting to to see what he does uh, in year two, especially with with Antoine Wells and and. Jaheim Bell probably moving into more of that that receiver role. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, how, how the weapons surrounding uh, Spencer Rattler and those guys on offense. Definitely, the talent is definitely a lot of upgrades in talent on offense for Carolina via the portal. Yeah, and you talk about those upgrades on offense. I mean, my mind directly goes to the running back room. I think the running back room for South Carolina, I mean, it was already deep this past year, this upcoming year, because you're adding people like Carol from Georgia and Bill Smith from Wake Forest, you're 
running back room, if you are South Carolina, you've got to feel really, really good about because you've got returners like Juju and you've got the new guys coming in who are transfers. So there's just a lot to look forward to. Marshawn Lloyd, obviously, in there as well. So just budding talent in that running back room and a lot of it being bolstered because of this transfer portal. So I think that's one of the position groups where South Carolina has really seen their hard work pay off in the transfer portal. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And and you mentioned the depth and coming, coming into spring Carolina, depending on the numbers is about, is about 10 or 11 spots over the scholarship count right now, heading into spring, obviously you're probably going to see some, some transfers after spring, but, and a lot of the, a lot of the national narrative will probably be that, that Carolina lost 10 players via the portal after spring practice. But, but for those that really follow the program, know that those, that those departures are, are very much needed to get back to that 85 scholarship count. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting, like I said earlier, to see how this spring season shakes out. I think that last year, maybe a lot of people weren't necessarily paying too much attention to the spring season, just because, like I said, South Carolina was one of those teams going into this past season where they were like, yeah, they'll just be not the best and probably won't make a bowl game. But this year, a lot more attention on it because of those transfers coming in. And like you said, I think we will see some roster changes after the spring season ends. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I guess only time will tell. Yeah, definitely. And kind of the last thing I wanted to hit on with you was those two staff additions that we learned about yesterday with with Jody Wright, the new tight ends coach, and Devontae Holloman coming back to South Carolina. Just remember – his playing career and, and just remember what a great career uh, he had at, at Carolina. Certainly it's always great when you have two, two, get, two former Gamecocks leave the program and Eric Camry and Connor Shaw that you get uh, one more Gamecock uh, back in. And then Jody Wright, I know a lot of people probably aren't familiar with him, but, but when you think about what he did with Alabama and in, in recruiting, it's going to be very interesting to see to me what, what areas specifically he has uh, in recruiting. Cause he's definitely a, a very valuable recruiter doesn't have much experience coaching tight ends but but when you, in terms of, of a recruiting standpoint that's what a hire that is for for coach Beamer yeah I think both of those hires certainly have their perks I know a lot of people especially with Jody right we're kind of like you know what the heck why is he coming in and he doesn't have the experience so on and so forth I think the good thing about him though is that he does have experience on both sides of the ball so although he's going to be coaching on the offensive side of the ball for South Carolina he has some experience with the Giants on the defensive side of the ball which I personally think is a good thing because being an offensive coach you might be able to read the defense a little bit better and know some of the ins and outs there so I think that could be a perk certainly right in terms of Devontae I mean, it's always great to add another Gamecock back into the program, especially with Connor Shaw leaving. It's great to have people who support the program, who've been there, done that. And I think that'll be a great addition, not only for his knowledge, but also for the way that he probably views the program just because of his experiences and kind of contributing and adding to that culture that Shane Beamer is building, surrounded by love, family, competition, et cetera. I think he's really going to buy into that, which is great for the program. And as Shane Beamer has said, he wants to hire people who are totally bought into the culture he is building. And I certainly think that both of these coaches, as far as I've seen right now, have bought in. Yeah, definitely. And and Coach Beamer, just specifically – 
there's so many, so many people that, that love the hire when it, when it first happened with, with coach Beamer, so many people on board, people that knew him from his time at South Carolina before, obviously signed those incredible players with, with Jadevian Clowney signing right before coach Beamer left to, to go back to Virginia tech and so many great players, so many great recruits that the coach Beamer was able to get uh, to South Carolina. That was why so many People were so high on the hire, but there was also a lot of naysayers out there as well. But but Coach Beamer in, in year one with seven wins, but just the just the culture and the environment that he has instilled, the family atmosphere, it gives you a lot of a lot of a reason for optimism, especially with the transfer portal addition. So a lot I feel like a lot, you know, most of the the fan base, if not all now is just really excited and, and really locked in on, on year two coming up for, for Coach Beamer in South Carolina when so many – there was a lot of people out there that questioned the hire to, to begin with, but they're really, they're really locked in and, and strapped in now heading into year two. I agree 100%. I think the naysayers have probably turned around by now, and I think it's a combination of things that led to that, not only – how Shane Beamer performed in his first year on the field, but also the way that he's changing the program off of the field and really getting not only the players and the coaches to buy in, but also getting the fan base to buy in. And I think, you know, from what I've heard and just being a student on campus, the thing that people love most about Coach Beamer is just the fact that he is so genuine and they truly believe that he wants to be here. He wants to be coaching South Carolina. This isn't a stop on the journey for him. This is the destination. And I think that really resonates with a lot of students, a lot of fans that I've talked to. So it's a great thing to see, you know, just from being here in my first couple of years of school and covering the Gamecocks, it was a lot different than it is now. And that's no disrespect to Will Muschamp or the program that he created. There were certainly some great things that came with that. But I think now it's a totally different mindset from a lot of Gamecocks. And it's exciting to see. Now, of course, it was the first year. So we'll have to see how things continue to build from here. But as of right now, everybody seems to be back in the Gamecocks. And it's the first time in a, a while that I can remember that things have been this upbeat and positive. Yeah, definitely. And it, is, and it resonates not only you see see recruits and, and their families all the time just talking about uh, what a what a family atmosphere it is and the ones that ones that I've talked to rave about the the environment that, that Coach Beamer and his staff are are building in Columbia. So it's very very nice to see from his standpoint that that we kind of talked about whenever we first started, but but in this kind of brand new era of of college football, that message still still resonates with a lot of guys, even though you know, there's obviously talk about Texas A&M and, and all that with them and and whether or not they use the NIL to to sign their number sign their top recruiting class but it's neither here or there when it turns to when it comes to South Carolina but but it's really nice to see I know from coach Beamer's perspective and uh, from a fan's perspective as well that that, that message is still uh, resonating with recruits they're not they're not focused on uh they're not focused on getting the money and all that coming out of high school because they know that their performance on the field will lead to that for them. Yes, certainly an exciting time with everything going on. The NIL, we've been busy with it with Garnet Trust over in Gamecock Central. So, yes, just always, always busy in the world of SEC football, as we've seen all over the board, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Auburn. I mean, it is always something. 
but it keeps it fun. It keeps it exciting. And I think that's why the SEC has been such a uh, joy and such a, a fast paced, but exciting thing to cover for me. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And and Kendall, thanks so much for, for taking the time. I know you're, I know you got a lot of things going on with, with your, with your classes and, uh, and your work with, with Gamecock Central and all that. So we appreciate you taking a lot of time, but, but tell everybody where they can find you on social media, where they can find uh, your work at Gamecock Central and Wes and Chris and Mike and Colin, you all do an amazing job over there. Now part now with own three sports. And if you're not, if you're not signed up for Gamecock Central, it's only a dollar for the first year, so so you might as well uh, go ahead and subscribe, and you you get a free hat too. So so you might you know I, I love free stuff, so that, that's probably you know that's that's yeah. that's an incentive to jump on it right there. Exactly, you get a one year long membership to Gamecock Central where you can see all of the on three plus exclusive content plus a free hat. So if you're not subscribed, head over to GamecockCentral.com right now. The sale is only going on for a little bit longer, but you can find me on social media on Twitter at Smith Kendall underscore underscore. Sadly, Kendall Smith is kind of a popular name because Smith is the most popular last name in the world. And I think my parents thought they were being a little original when they named me Kendall, but now a lot more people are named Kendall than we're named Kendall in 2000. So that's where you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at Kindle underscore underscore Smith with two H's. And then if you want to find my work, my interviews on Gamecock Central, head over to GamecockCentral.com, Gamecock Central's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok pages. It's all on there. So Bennett, thank you so much for having me today. You're doing a great job. I really appreciate all of the work that you do. And it was just such an honor to be on this show. So thank you so much. You're welcome. It was, a, it was an honor to have you. And we'll, we'll do it again real soon. Yes, of course. Talk to you soon. Yep. Yes, ma'am. Well, thanks so much to Kendall for coming on today. And thank you for watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays today. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. It's been another edition of Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Crunch Time Plays with your host, Bennett Ganey. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow at Plays Crunch on Twitter and Instagram.